0: you're listening to Podketeers. welcome to episode 328 of podcateers this week gavin tells us about a recent expo he attended and a new art show that he's a part of the d23 expo gets moved to 2022 and we talk about the first thing that we'd like to do when we can finally go back to disneyland I will admit that this was a fun but slightly nerve-wracking episode because we were testing my livestream capabilities for some fun stuff that we have planned soon, but we recorded the whole episode, so this is the first episode of Podketeers that has video. <laughs> uh, I haven't figured out exactly what we're going to do with it yet, uh, if anything, uh, since it was really just a test, but um, we'll see. Uh, I did also want to mention that we recorded this episode prior to finding out about the cast member layoffs due to the statewide closures, so we weren't able to talk about it, but our hearts do go out to everyone affected by that news. We hope that things change for you positively as soon as possible. Uh, remember that if you want to join the conversation you can find us on Instagram, Facebook and on Twitter, just search for Podketeers. but you can also leave a comment on the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 328 uh, and before we jump into the episode, I'd like to take a moment to send a very special shout out and thank you to the FGP Squad, a.k.a. our podcast, Fairy Godparents, because it's their monthly support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of PodKeteers possible. If you would like more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad, you can get more information by going to podcateers.com slash FGP. Once again, a very special thank you to the FGP Squad for their continued support uh a quick reminder that we're going to be wrapping up our fundraising efforts for women's cancer research as we participate in the virtual walk for hope for city of hope very very soon so if you're thinking about making a small donation you can head over to teamboatwilly.com for links to our fundraising page to everyone that's made a donation thank you very much for your help as we strive to try to make this a cancer-free world Uh, the next event that we're going to be participating in will be the chalk walk Uh, information for our team will be available at teamboatwilly.com very very soon and we will make sure to post all of that info on our social media networks once it's up so keep an eye out because that info is coming soon Ooh, also, if you haven't had a chance to see it, we have a new Podcateers gear design up on the site. If you go to podcasterscom gear, you can find all of our merchandise and stuff there. But the new Pumpkin King design is up. If you're interested in making a purchase, you can use the coupon code Pumpkin King during checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. You can send us a message via Instagram or Facebook, whatever you prefer. Uh, and we'll be happy to help you out as best as we can. So, uh, that's it. It's time to get this thing started. So here we go. Here is episode 328 of Podcateers. Hello. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you just fine.
0: Right on, man. Welcome to Podcateer's live for Us, but (laughs) Podcateer's Not-So-Live for You.
1: Live test, not-so-live recording. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, this is super fun. Uh, I've been kind of messing around with this broadcasting software that uh, that we've used in the past that I use for like the FGP happy hour calls and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I've really mm-hmm. been wanting to do game streams and I just kept getting these horrible audio loopbacks and uh, I've tested a couple times and every time that I did either people couldn't hear me or they couldn't hear the game and it was getting annoying and I've learned that in order for me to troubleshoot something, if I get frustrated, I have to walk away from it for a little bit because Mm -hmm. I feel like I get so stressed out that if I don't walk away from it, it's gonna stress me out more. And in this (laughs) case, it was just what the doctor ordered because uh, I came back refreshed. I looked at it with a new set of eyes, still my eyes, but fresh in many cases. And uh, I was able to kind of look at it, you know, less stressed out and I finally got it working. I'm so freaking psyched about this. Uh, <laughs> this was this like crazy loopback that I wanted so that if we ever did do a live stream, we could um, like interview somebody and you would mm-hmm. still hear them because that was the biggest issue. Like if we were live streaming, you could never hear the other person or the other people on the Zoom call. Yeah. And I think I finally got it working. Sweet. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know when the first stream is going to go live. Uh, it'll probably be something that we test uh, on Patreon uh, first mm-hmm. just to see how that's going. And uh, if it goes well, then we'll probably do an extended one. Uh, I do have a game stream that I'm going to be doing very soon because uh, I want to visit Disneyland you know, and I haven't been able to Mm -hmm, do that. mm -hmm. So I figured, you know what, let's do it virtually. So I'm gonna be streaming Disneyland Adventures. Uh, It's a game that came out some time ago, but you know, it's a cute little game that was on the Xbox, on PC, a couple of other consoles. And I I haven't played it in years. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's very cartoony looking, but uh, it's family fun. Let me tell you. Nice. And so I'm excited. I think it's going to be a fun time. Uh, It's not something that I plan on beating all in one sitting. So it's probably (laughs) going to be something that we play over the course of several streams. Mm -hmm. And if it works out, then we'll probably do way more of those. Cool. Um, But yeah, I've I've been busy with a lot of stuff. I know you've been super busy. I got a couple of different shirt designs up. This one right here. The new, (laughs) uh, this one, I haven't announced to everybody yet. I think only a few people have seen it. I'm pretty excited about this one that I'm wearing. Uh, The Pumpkin King design is finally up. Dude, that one is so sick. Thanks, man. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that one, I've been working on that one for a few weeks now, and it's gone through probably a dozen versions before I landed on that one that I was truly, Mm -hmm. truly happy with nice uh and it's interesting for me to see something like that and finally say oh yeah that's done this is good (laughs) you know i i don't really ever say that so the fact that i felt that that was the case here man i was super freaking psyched so i'm pretty happy about that um dude uh there there's so much stuff that i want to talk about with you um you know we've talked about Disneyland adventures uh there's there's a There's a question that I want to ask you about Disneyland later in this episode okay uh, and if you if you all listening want to play along as well, uh, you know we can't really go to Disneyland. I know I talked about doing Disneyland adventures and we're going to go virtually and stuff like that. but since we can't go right now, what are the first three things? you're going to want to do when you can finally step foot into the park safely Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. that's it's been on my mind for a while now and i've been trying to figure out like am i gonna run you know to this am i gonna that am i this uh so yeah we're gonna talk about that later in the episode but i want to play a little catch up with you Uh, I haven't seen or or talked to Gavin in in a couple weeks now because he's got some exciting news about some things that he's gone to, a show that he's a part of, and we're going to jump into that. But before we do, (laughs) can I just tell you, I'm super freaking excited because according to my shipment notification, Mm -hmm. on Friday of this week, I'm getting a new toy. (gasps) No. What is it? Oh, yeah. It's the new Haunted Mansion board game.
1: No way. Yes. I pre-ordered <laughs> this so
0: long ago, yeah. and I've been so psyched to get it. It looks like they're shipping it a little early, if I remember correctly. I think there wow. was uh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I don't remember what the exact date was, but uh, I think it was closer to Halloween originally. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care. I'm getting it early, and that's all I care about. Uh, a yeah. little difficult to play. Without people, I mean, I'll be able to play with the family here. But mm-hmm. uh, like I've set up, oh yeah, dude, this setup is gonna allow us to play the the what is it called, Geek Up, or what what is the game called again? Oh, Geek Out. Um, geek Out, yeah, yeah, Geek Out. So we've been promising the FGP squad to play Geek Out, but with all the stuff that happened in the last month and a half, uh, it, it just the timing was off. You know, we. There was, you know, personal Mm -hmm. things and matters that we had to attend to, unfortunately. But um, I'm planning the the next call. And there's there's two things that I want to do. I just want to put it out there before we continue. Um, On the next FGP squad call, um, we're either going to do Disney Geek Out because it's something that we promised that we were going to do. Or... I've been itching to play this game that's gotten super duper popular over the last month or so, and it's called Among Us. Have you heard of this game? I have not. Okay, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with this game without having ever really played it. Okay. So the entire premise of the game is, uh, first of all, it's available on PC. It is available on iPhone and Android. Uh, If you buy the full version of the game, I think it's like $5 on PC and like $2 when you buy it on your phone, uh, either iOS or Android. Mm -hmm. Uh, Otherwise, you just get ads in between game levels or something like that. So Mm. technically, you could play the full game without ever having to pay for it. You just get Mm. annoying ads every so often. Yeah. Um, But the entire premise is that there's a group of up to 10 people, I believe. And one of those people is what they call the imposter. And the imposter, their goal is to go around and kill everybody else without them finding out that you were the one that did it. (laughs) <laughs> and so there's all these yeah. mini tasks. You're like on these spaceships and on these planets and all sort. Like, I think there's three different levels that you can play, but there's the, all these mini tasks. Like you have to restore oxygen. You have to repair an electrical panel. And so every team member has specific tasks that you have to do while you're trying to avoid getting killed if you're not the imposter. And if you are, you have to go take care of business for, for yourself. And the whole premise is to try to, it's like a little whodunit, Mm -hmm. but you're running around with people. and You can't talk to anybody. You can call (laughs) these emergency meetings if you happen to walk in and see that something afoul, you know, has happened. Is that how you would say it? Something afoul has happened? No, that's not how you would say it. Yeah, is it? Okay. I think so, yeah. Sure, maybe I'm just so excited. I don't even, I can't English (laughs) right now, okay? So, yeah, so they, there's, I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm so excited about this game. So I'm going nice. to give everybody the option. When we get to the next call, we can either do Geek Out or we can do Among Us. Uh, I am planning to do a public Among Us for anybody that just wants to jump in at some point because I just mm-hmm. think it's super fun. Uh, I've realized that I don't even care if I win the game because even if you die, you still play. Because oh. I'm, I, I mean, I've, considered, you know, creating like a Twitch channel and everything where I can just play these games and I like, you know, play without a care in the world but I'm, mm-hmm. I suck at gaming that's the, the sad part of it is that I'm kind of horrible at gaming nice. and I know that playing Among Us I'm not going to do all that well and if I die, at least I can still play because even as a ghost you can go in, become a happy haunt and still help your teammates win the game Oh, really? Yeah. So even if you're out, you're not completely out. And that's kind of what I like about the game, that you're not, you know, you can still play and you can still have fun regardless. So anyway, just putting it out there, that's on the table. That's going to be coming soon. Uh, So, yeah, Haunted Mansion game, super psyched about it. I don't know if there's a way that we can do that one virtually, the way that I Mm -hmm. set up the virtual board for Geek Out. But if there is... Hell, we'll play the haunted mansion game virtually too. I mean, if, if y'all are okay awesome. with me rolling a die for everybody, I don't even care. I'd do it. Yeah, yeah. I'd do it. I'm so for this right now. Um, I just I'm looking at myself in the video and I'm super glistening. <laughs> it is so hot in here, man. I got lights and everything. Uh, I'm I'm glistening, and I, it doesn't feel comfortable. I'm just gonna <laughs> put that out there. Uh, anyway uh, I want to start out with uh, this awesome news about a little show that you're a part of man
1: yeah uh, dude, super excited super honored to be a part of it um, uh, Instagram friend um, of mine uh, who actually is friends with uh, Melissa as well um, Clark Silva is curating an exhibit and the exhibit was supposed to open this past weekend um at cal state fullerton um and it what it is is the 200th anniversary like celebration and um historical exhibit of the legend of sleepy hollow by washington irving and uh it's this really incredible sounding show that combines history and art inspired by the story and um clark reached out to this amazing list of artists and um was gracious enough to include me and so i created a painting for this uh, exhibit and i think there's somewhere in the ballpark of like 20 artists that all contributed art to this thing wow and many of them if you follow art on um, instagram and are kind of Somewhere revolving around the Disney universe, you've seen most of these artists post art on Instagram. Um, and yeah, it's it's an awesome list. And hopefully uh, we're we're hoping the show is actually going to come off maybe in early spring of next year. Uh, everything's kind of been a little bit delayed uh, due to covid. Uh, safety and health um, considerations. Yeah. So um, the show is basically all together. We just don't know when
0: they're going to be able to open the doors and let people see it. (laughs) Oh, so everything is up already? Like on the walls? Well,
1: no, I don't think it's um, on display. I know that most of the, for example, most of the artwork is still with the artists. Um, They're kind of holding off on having us ship them to the gallery or wherever they're going exactly.
0: Ah, got it, got it
1: because they don't want to just hold these things for months. Um, You know, so uh, but there is a website. Um, So if you go to um, Instagram and you go to uh, Clark's Instagram handle, which is Art of Clark Silva in his bio is a link to the website, uh, which is kind of like a preview right now of the exhibit. Um, So it kind of gives uh, the idea of what the show is about and has some preview images of some of the artwork uh, that's included, uh, including my painting, which I did, which I'm really excited about. I had a blast making it, and I can't wait to really show it off in real life. Um, I've posted it on Instagram, but, you know, large paintings are hard to really exhibit on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's... Uh, it's When he uh, reached out to me, I was just so excited because... There are very few things as uh, iconic and as woven into the fabric of Americana as the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Like it Mm -hmm. is like it's it's so quintessentially American and it's such an awesome story and it's given us so many awesome films you know, Disney has given it their animated treatment. You know, Tim Burton has attacked it with Johnny Depp. And there's just so many other great versions of it. And, man, it's, it's so cool and inspiring. And, you know, you just you got to love that Headless Horseman, man. It makes yeah. me want to be at DCA, though, and, and see the Headless Horseman statue. Yep,
0: <laughs> yep. I mean, that's how... A bigger part of of Americana and kind of Disney it's become right that it's mm-hmm. now its own statue in yeah. the middle of dCA during the Halloween season. The headless mm-hmm. horseman also comes down as part of uh the Halloween parade that they yep. have you know as part of um, Mickey's Halloween party so yeah i mean I, i'm I'm super psyched for you uh the painting looks fantastic uh it's it is a large painting it's like twelve by twenty four or something like that.
1: 12 by 24, yeah. Yeah,
0: so it, it's a couple feet tall. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I love the little, like, mausoleum crypt thing type thing that you have. It, it looks like it's just buried, like, yeah. in, in a little mountain. And I just keep thinking, <laughs> I, I want to go to there. I want to explore <laughs> that place. That's and awesome. It, it's so crazy, especially considering that – I don't know if I told you this. I know I've talked to a couple of other people about this, but – in the last month, uh, I've started watching, uh, I've become kind of obsessed with YouTube videos where people go ghost hunting and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And for the most part, I mean, they're all going to the same places, and I kind of know mm-hmm. which ones are supposed to be haunted and which mm-hmm. ones aren't. And I've, when I used to watch Ghost Hunters when I was younger and all these mm-hmm. other paranormal shows, I, I, I got pretty good good at figuring out and calling out, you know, when something wasn't legit. Mm-hmm. And when I'm watching these videos, it's weird because half my brain is like, yeah, no, that's the pipes, dude. You you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a car coming by. Oh, yeah, that's this. And there's sometimes where I'm like, "Ooh, I wonder how they digitally did that. Mm-hmm. And then my my brain, for some reason, breaks and I don't, I don't know. I've been... It sounds weird to say, but I've been retraining myself to be able to enjoy these movies and horror movies again because I started critically thinking about a lot of them and scientifically like how can this be happening that Mm -hmm. I started approaching everything with that view. And look, if you're trying to debunk stuff, that's great. But if you're just trying to enjoy a horror movie, it makes Mm -hmm. it really hard because then you're like, well, science says that that's not possible. (laughs) And that's not fun. (laughs) You know, that's not fun. So I've been kind of like retraining myself and letting myself get lost in the videos at times. Mm -hmm. And I've been having fun watching them. And uh, I'm kind of in that like phase where uh, some of the more urban ones uh, and some of the like lesser productions I feel are – the, the ones I enjoy the most because mm-hmm. they're like going into a cave and it's not like in the blah, blah, blah hotel that every other show has already covered, right. you know? Right, right. Um, and there's this one place uh, here near where I live called Zelda's Tunnels that I've always been fascinated with. And uh, I'm, I want to research it a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I've been enjoying it. And as soon as I saw your painting, it kind of like put me in that mindset I was like I want to explore there I want to go there and see what I find yeah so it's a super cool cool painting so yeah
1: I appreciate that because that is always one of my favorite thing or that's always one of the key characteristics of a lot of my favorite paintings is there will be some segment of it that makes you want to look around that corner or go down that pathway or like explore that thing that you can't quite see and so I'm always trying to create you know spaces that make people want to walk around in them so I, I do I really appreciate that
0: yeah man I, I, I've seen that trend in a lot of the stuff that you do and I personally appreciate it as a viewer uh, I think one of your recent architecture paintings uh, it reminded me so much of the Monsanto house because it had <laughs> these like crazy hard yeah. lines but it was all glass and I just kept thinking, like, man, that belongs in Tomorrowland. That just needs <laughs> to be in Tomorrowland. And I don't know how we get it there, but it's got to go there.
1: Well, that's a great teaser for a Tomorrowland series that I have cooking. It's in the works. So, Ooh, you yeah, heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Fantastic. Um, Well, I wanted to ask you about uh, something that you recently went to because I was curious Mm -hmm. about how how it was and everything, uh, which will lead us into our next conversation as well. But uh, you recently went to Lightbox Expo, right?
1: Yes, I did. And by went to, I mean, I turned on my computer at home and experienced it virtually. (laughs) Uh, And that's all that they had offered. It was a purely virtual expo. And so for those people that don't know, Lightbox Expo started last year. So last year was the first iteration of it. And I attended it and it made a ton of waves in the creative community because it basically was the first time in a long time that there's been this purely art centered expo that was really centered around the entertainment arts, film, TV comics illustration like it was this pure thing and people just loved it i went and i just ate it up it was amazing but like any trade show it you know you had to kind of pick and choose what panels you wanted to go to and and then you had to line up for those and hope there was enough room for you to get in you know we've all been to trade shows we know what that yeah. game is like well this year you know, as we are in this new weird world where social distancing and public gatherings just prohibit the possibility of a real trade show. They decided to do it virtually. And I got to say, I am 100% on board with the virtual trade show. It was incredible. It was so, so cool because unlike D23 Expo or WonderCon or DesignerCon or comic-con or whatever you want to go to you could watch and see everything you wanted to see i went to non-stop panels for eight hours a day three days in a row and got to see so many things 10 That's 20 awesome. times more than i ever would have been able to see if i was there physically it was so cool they had all kinds of virtual interactive uh, venues set up for various shows so You know, you could send questions directly to people who were doing demos. There were panels that um, you could interact with. Some of them were Zoom meetings. Some of them were live on the website. Some of them were uh, Instagram Live. Like they really used every platform possible. And it was incredible. And all I could think the whole time was about how many panels and shows I missed at the last D23 and how if they had a virtual option I would 100% do it uh, because I got so much more value out of it. This doing it this way. I can't even tell you. I mean, you know, the one drawback is you do kind of lose that chance to personally connect with an artist at their booth or, you know, running into somebody at the expo. And for a lot of people, that's kind of what it is. That kind of dynamic, you know, who are you going to run into? Who are you going to meet? Kind of thing. Yeah. For me, that's less important and the chance to see the the demonstrations the tutorials the the panels of artists talking about their experience and you know their instructional ideas about you know you know giving guidance and things like that that's where I find the value and man it was so cool I I'm still on a high about it. And it was three weekends ago now, I think. And wow. it was just, it was so, <laughs> so cool. The other thing they did is they created a virtual artist alley. So you went on the website and you went to artist alley and it basically brought you into this 3D like uh, exhibition hall. And you could see oh, just all the cool. rows and you'd click on a row and basically it'd bring you to the first booth in that row and everybody had like a booth template that they had to use but they could they had all these live boxes and they could put pictures and links in any of those boxes so you could go to the artist's website you could go to their their store their instagram whatever whatever they wanted to show you or link you to was in there and then you could just click next and you could just go down the aisle and then back up the aisle on the other side and then go to the next aisle and you could quite literally browse the artist alley just like you would in a real expo you just couldn't interact with them live you know like you would at a a trade show but that was cool and they had tons of you know exclusive things at a lot of people's booths that you could buy and man it, it was just so cool i i really really got a lot out of it and i honestly would love it if more expos did this even on a more regular basis just because there are some people where they just want to see all the panels and if you can do a live stream of it then why not you know
0: yeah yeah it's funny that you mentioned that because there was a lot of questions about d23 which we'll get into uh, in a moment but this exact solution is something that I've been thinking about for the last couple of months. Uh, Before Mm -hmm. we jump into D23, what was your favorite uh, panel, and what was it about out of curiosity?
1: Oh my gosh, that's so hard. Um, Okay, probably there was one that was kind of like, uh, an interactive like happy hour. Uh, that I think he called it a drink and draw. So it was kind of like in the evening. Um, and basically we all logged into a Zoom meeting with an artist um, whose name is escaping me at the moment. But um, uh, I had watched a panel from him earlier in the day where he went through like step-by-step step his kind of illustration technique and it was amazing. And then so it was cool to jump into this thing later in the evening. And we all basically like like he took like shout outs from the crowd like, OK, name a place. Let's let's find a place we're going to go. And we ended up choosing uh, the Isle of Sky. And so he went to Google Earth and pulled up just some random spot in the Isle of Sky. And we basically just started on a road and we kind of walked down the road together till we That's saw a cool. Vista that we liked. And then we all like pulled out our iPads and drew a landscape or painted a landscape of what we were all watching at the same time. And then we could all share it. And like, it was just so cool to just have that kind of interactive art moment with people. Uh, so that was probably the biggest highlight for me. I mean, I just saw so many cool things though. It was, it was awesome.
0: That's cool, man. <clears throat> it seems like it's this hybrid of what most online conferences are but also Mm -hmm. with the element of how uh, a lot of schools are virtually teaching kids right now where Mm -hmm. that's kind of what they're doing right they get up they walk around they show the kids something they have projectors and everything Uh, in most cases some of the teachers are still in their classrooms making Mm -hmm. this happen for kids and side note if you're a teacher and you're currently going through this Bless you for everything that you are doing for our children, because (laughs) it cannot be easy dealing with kids in person, trying to find how to do this virtually, still keep the kids in uh, learning the things that they need to learn for their grade and not being able to, you know, call them out if something's happening, because if they're Mm -hmm. muted, you know, you're not you're not going to know sometimes. So uh, thank you for all the work that you're doing. I just want to throw that out there. I know the teachers with our kids work super hard, and I appreciate them so much for everything that d- that they're doing for them virtually right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah. So, these expos, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot because it's funny. Today, we actually received the news that the D23 Expo is actually getting canceled or Uh, it's basically getting moved, right? Instead of happening in 2021, the way that we expected it to, it's now happening in 2022. Uh, It's going to be happening in September. And, you know, before we got this announcement, I was wondering if they were going to go fully virtual with it. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've been a part of a few virtual presentations now, like the Walt Disney family museum has been having some amazing uh, virtual conferences and, I mean, they've been doing a really fantastic job. I think the ability to do presentations from anywhere in the world and broadcast them as part of your conference is one of the best opportunities that you have to bring in people and presentations that maybe you wouldn't have been able to do if you were local, right? So that in itself is already a huge advantage. Mm -hmm. The other thing though is you know, thinking back on all the years that I've had the opportunity to go to the D23 Expo, like you said, you have to be really choosy about the things that you want to go to. You can't see everything. There's always something that you miss because, you know, you couldn't, you know, get a virtual this, you couldn't get a fast track thing, or you couldn't, you stood in line too late and you just didn't make it as part of the standby queue. Mm -hmm. But what if, now that we know that it's shifting, Regardless of where we are, you know, with, uh, you know, where we are in the world with the vaccine and where we are with COVID and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, uh, by then, I'm hoping that, you know, we're in a much better place than we are right now, by the way. Um, yeah. What if both <laughs> options were just offered? What if they offered like a ticket? that allowed you to go in person and see all the panels, and you went through the whole expo experience because you just love that aspect of it. You love Mm -hmm. to connect with people. You love the ambiance. You love the ability to see things live and be a part of it because you enjoy the energy. Mm -hmm. Or what if you just pay for a ticket that's just slightly less expensive and you just watch it all virtually from the comfort of your own home, you watch the presentations when they happen, and you still, like you did, you choose all the stuff that you want to watch, and then you just sit there in your jammies, and then you don't even have to worry about how long the line to the bathroom is.
1: I was just going to say that. You don't have to use a dirty public restroom.
0: And You don't, that. Have,
1: to, you don't have to eat convention center food. <laughs> That's right. You
0: can eat a bunch of chips in the comfort of your own couch.
1: yeah uh you know that it's it's really interesting because you know my like i said the thing that i thought of during lightbox was oh my gosh if d23 was virtual i would absolutely do a virtual option that being said d23 expo is a huge trade show with a massive attendance and if you open that up to the world, that's going to be you know, I mean, think of the thousands of people that are in the the parks and resorts panel every year, and the the big movies panel that they do, or the legends ceremony. Uh, I mean, imagine that a hundredfold. Trying yeah. to, I don't know. I don't know if it's too big to be streamable. You know, I don't know what those numbers mean for the the people putting it on, yeah. or if everybody is just relying on their own bandwidth and that's all that matters. I don't know. I don't know the technical side of that, but that would be my only concern for them to be able to pull it off. I can tell you that I've been to every expo except for the very first one in 2009. Um, and, and granted, I've said this before and I've felt this way before. Um, But I feel like I've been to so many and there are enough portions of it that seem rather samey from expo to expo that I don't feel like I would miss out on a whole lot um, by doing a virtual uh, ticket. Yeah. You know, I, I was particularly a little underwhelmed with the show floor this last year. I thought a lot of the pavilions were just made to look really huge and were really just open spaces for them to crowd people in and show people things on screens, you know? Um, and not a whole lot of, you know, different booths and pavilions to actually look and experience things, you know, in a more interesting way. So, you know, I, I'm looking at that 2022 date and I'm really hoping to see a virtual option for it Um, I don't know that I will be one, all that motivated to go to another D23 expo when it, it, you know, I've been to whatever it is, six, uh, you know, after a while, it's the same thing year after year, you know? Um, but also two, I, I don't know that I'm ready to put myself in a space with wall to wall people, you know, just crowded into a, you know one room together like that I, I just don't yeah. know if I'll be at that comfort level yet you know yeah so I don't know it's all very interesting uh, but I, I'd be all on board for a virtual uh pass yeah
0: <clears throat> and of course it goes with the like I said earlier you mentioned it now that I'm hoping that by then we're in a much better spot than we are now you know sure. there there seems to be a lot of technical advancements happening that I'm hoping that by the time we get to that expo, we'll feel completely comfortable to be Mm -hmm. with other people in the same room again, because, Mm -hmm. you know, even after like now we've talked about this before where it's going to be a while. Like I'm fairly comfortable with the few people, you know, around me. And especially if we can social distance and stuff like that. Uh, We've seen a lot of our friends. We've seen a lot of um, our listeners go to downtown Disney. They go, you know, to eat and, you know they're experiencing all this stuff but they're doing it very responsibly you know I'm, I'm watching their videos I'm watching I'm looking at their posts and stuff and they're sharing these stories with me about their mm-hmm. experiences and for the most part it's very positive and that's great I'm glad that they're comfortable I'm glad that they're being responsible but the, the expo is a different story right if mm-hmm. that was happening six months from now I, I, I would think about it twice you know it, yeah. it's not something that I would take very lightly but a year mm-hmm. and a half to two years from now that's a different story I'm hoping that by then this will all be sorted out we'll be in a much better place and then we'll be able to enjoy each other's company and do that thing called handshaking or hugging <laughs> again you know or uh, breathing around each other again right you know right. <laughs> all those things we <laughs> used to do back in the olden days 16 or so years ago back in January mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I miss those things, and I miss going to the park and being with my friends and everything. So, sure, yeah, a virtual option for D twenty three is something that's very, very appealing. And mm-hmm. even if it wasn't a hundred percent, splitting it and allowing people the option, uh, you know, going into twenty twenty two, even into next year, I think Disney's going to be looking for a lot of ways to make up for the lost disney year which is Mm -hmm. what 2020 has become right they've lost a lot of money uh they you know some of the things that we've been hearing and seeing with you know mulan and stuff like that hasn't been great you know so they're going to be looking to make up a lot of this money and when you think about the expo there's a lot of people that are very upset when you cannot buy a ticket because the convention center itself has a maximum capacity. There's Mm -hmm. only so many people you can legally allow into a building before it becomes a hazard. Mm -hmm. And if you have the option of doing it virtually, whether you want it to or not, you know, that's great. They can make Mm -hmm. up a lot of their money that way. And as far as broadcasting it, It's completely possible because this is exactly how television works at broadcasting to millions and millions of people live whenever they do shows. So it is possible, you know, you're just changing the technology from one place, you know, to another. So it's completely possible. And aside from that, the idea of, uh, not just attending the presentations that you want to see, But getting possibly one of the best seats in the house is so appealing. Like every time that I've I've gone to these presentations, I've gotten what you can call decent seating. But I've never Mm -hmm. been like up front and center, right, to see some of these things. And, I mean, if I could have had Robert Downey Jr. just like sweat on me a couple times, that's (laughs) not a phrase I could say (laughs) now and just be like, yeah, that has to happen. (laughs) <laughs> huh. Weird. Anyhow. Uh, uh. Yeah. Proximity of the stage and what's being presented to you plays a big part in how much you enjoy it. And so mm. if you're watching this live, like think about when you go watch a, a game, whether it's baseball or football or hockey. Being at the arenas, being at the stadiums, there's an energy that happens. And yes, it is Mm -hmm. exciting. And especially if you love the beer and the nachos and whatever else you're eating, that's great. Spending time with friends. But if you have crappy seats, it kind of ruins the experience sometimes. Mm -hmm. But if you watch it on TV, again, comfy couch, whatever snacks you want, no line to the bathroom, and great Mm -hmm. visual of what's happening. Right. that's so
1: true. (laughs) It's very true.
0: So we're going to leave that conversation there. We're going to ask you listening or watching if if we happen to put up this test video that we're doing. um, How do you feel about having either a completely virtual or maybe even a half virtual D23 Expo? Is that something that you would do? Would you prefer a virtual version or would you prefer going in person? You know, there's no wrong answer you know obviously mm-hmm. you prefer what you prefer but I'm curious to see how many people would prefer one over the other and then sure. if we get enough votes Disney's going to be like you know what we saw the comments on the Podketeer's post for that episode <laughs> we should just do it <laughs> I mean we should
1: you know that's interesting we've never done an armchair imagineering for D23 Expo that could be a oh, fun episode
0: Yeah, it would be and I can tell you that three-quarters of our expo floor would not be the Disney Plus booth. (laughs) (laughs) It
1: was huge.
0: (laughs) You know, I was thinking about it. That's probably why it felt uh, less, you know, it felt less saturated with stuff this last time Mm -hmm. for you or underwhelming. Maybe is Mm -hmm. a better word because Mm -hmm. so much of it was taken up by the Disney plus booth. And then right across from it was the Marvel booth.
1: The Marvel one was the same, which is the big like open theater basically. Yeah.
0: And I think that was by design because they really wanted to push, especially the Mm -hmm. idea of Disney plus out because it was the new service launching. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if that'll have such a big footprint next time, considering that, you know, it's going to be a couple years into its existence by then. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyhow. Uh, yeah. We're going to leave that up to you. You know, join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts on how you feel about having a virtual expo for D23 or if you'd prefer just doing it in person. Uh, we'll share mm-hmm. some of your thoughts on an upcoming episode.
1: I want to give one footnote to this discussion before we move on, real quick. Yeah. Uh, it's something that struck me uh, with something that you said. And it's the idea of if it's virtual, then people anywhere in the world can attend. And, you know, we often think about our own situation. And, you know, you and I both live in close proximity to the Anaheim Convention Center. We can get there if it's, you know, only a live show and it's no problem. But there are people in distant parts of the country or distant parts of the world that going to the D23 Expo is still just a dream. Like they've never had that opportunity, but they could do it at the very end of the Lightbox Expo they i guess they reached out or they had an open invitation to send in a a video like of your experience and what you thought and it ended up being this amazing compilation of thank yous from around the world people who were just so touched and so excited and so inspired that they got to do this because there's no way they could have come to california even without covid like you know people all over the world and they were just so grateful that they got to be a part of it. And I think of that too, for the true Disney fans around the world that they don't get to just hop in their car and go down to Disneyland or Disney world or, you know, whatever it is, you know, and they may not ever get to experience a Disney event live. And if you, if you open that up, I think that could be huge. And I think they would probably sell endless tickets to it i mean it's disney i'm
0: telling you man i i completely agree with you if they want to make up for the lost disney year you're welcome (laughs) d23 expo you're welcome disney cut Mm -hmm. us in that check a little bit or at least give us an access pass this time (laughs) because i'm not gonna get into that one anyhow (laughs) <laughs> before we go on i just want to remind you that this episode of Podcatiers is brought to you by the fgp squad the fgp squad of course is an awesome group of folks and listeners just like you that help us out with the monthly contribution via patreon if you want more information on how you can become part of the fgp squad family you can head over to podcateers.com fgp for more information and of course to all of the members of the fgp squad we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support uh, and for all your love, uh, I posted the Pumpkin King design to the FGP squad first before I posted it for anybody, and there was a few comments on there uh, expressing how much they enjoyed it, and that made me feel good. You know, I think the artist side of me still needs a little bit of, of that adoration <laughs> every so often. Of that course. We all need validation. Yeah, you know, it vindicates yeah. how hard you worked on something for so long. Mm-hmm. So sure. thank you. To, for all of the comments and thank you for all of your feedback and just being a part of the Podcateers family uh, so uh, I, I talked about this earlier in the episode you know Disneyland obviously still closed and you know Josh DeMorrow has been in California for the last week or so and he has essentially pleaded to the state of California and the governor to reopen the park basically saying it's time we need to get back uh, I, I think you know we've we've talked about this you know a lot and we've kind of shared how we feel about the whole situation and it's a very difficult situation you know it's mm-hmm. I've I've concluded with I'm, I'm kind of glad that I'm not the one that has to make these decisions because you know on one hand there's a lot of cast members that are out of work that are struggling and need this job that is the worst part of what is happening but at the same time it's not 100% safe yet you know right. and if you can find a middle ground somehow great but you also don't want to put the cast members in a situation where they're being forced to do something that they don't want to do you know mm-hmm. but it it's a it's a really weird and horrible situation that you know I, again i i'm i'm glad i don't have to make those decisions but i, I did start thinking Let's say that Disneyland was open. I've been away from the park for so long at this point. You know, we all have those things that we love to do when we go to the Mm -hmm. park. And so I thought it would be fun if we each shared a few things that would be the first things that we would want to do once we can safely walk back in through the gates of the Magic Kingdom or Mm -hmm. of Disneyland. And uh, because Magic Kingdom is technically at Walt Disney World. But... Uh yeah, do you want to go first here? I mean, we we can yeah, just back and can, forth it,
1: but Yeah, I can go first.
0: All right. So should we go like 3 to 1 since since you like yeah. to rank things?
1: Yeah, let's do it that way.
0: All right. So let's go backwards yeah. here. So kick us off with your number 3 of what you would want to do once you can safely go back to Disneyland.
1: Okay. Um so what I miss is Charlie and I had a routine when we would go to the park because we we're always um, rope drop people. So we mm-hmm. go the first half of the day. A lot of locals are second half of the day people. Uh, we're first half of the day people. Yes, I know you are. Yeah, that's why we're, we're always crossing as, as I'm leaving and you're entering. Is yep. when we always meet up, right? Uh, so uh, the thing that we would race to do, um, which is her favorite attraction, and you know it. It still makes me happy that she finally got to experience the park and fall in love with it or at least certain parts of it enough to buy an annual pass and go with me all the time (laughs) uh, is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So what we would do is we would we would get there right when the park opened. We would get the first available fast pass. And until that fast pass was available, we'd get to do walk ons like two or three times sometimes because cool. you know if rope drop is at nine you know you get in and like maybe your fast pass is at nine thirty. in that first 30 to 60 minutes i mean it's like a five minute line so we would just go on it as many times as we could right off the bat and it was just such a great like adrenaline rush start to a day that it like it became hard for me to go to the park and not do that first every single time. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, I, I would really love to do that again.
0: Right on, man. That's a, that's a really great choice. I wasn't thinking about DCA, but I <laughs> guess now that we're expanding to both parks, Hmm. Yeah. I have to think about it a little bit more. Are we considering whether or not Avengers campus is going to be open by then?
1: Hey, this is pie-in-the-sky territory, so if you want to do that, do that, man.
0: No, I'm going to keep it out of the conversation for now. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to keep it out of the conversation for now. Um, So my number three is actually very similar to yours in that it involves my family. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things I like to do, you know, whether I'm with friends, whether I'm alone, or whether I'm with my family – uh, but one of the things that we used to love to do, especially when we had an opportunity to go early in the morning, was eating breakfast at the Carnation Cafe. Mm. So we would make reservations. We would go so get some much. Mickey waffles, some pancakes, whatever we wanted. When Oscar was there, it was always a treat to see Oscar. Uh, so mm-hmm. we have a lot of really great memories of having an opportunity to have breakfast at Carnation Cafe. So if if we had the opportunity, I would say when we can safely go back that one of the first things I would want to do is make a reservation and sit with my wife and my kids and have breakfast at the Carnation Cafe and enjoy uh, a breakfast with the sounds of Main Street.
1: Mm, totally. That's a great option. I it, uh, Just to sit on Main Street, man. <sighs> yeah,
0: Yeah. You
1: were playing that music earlier and it just transported me i've been listening
0: to a lot of the soundtracks from the different lands and attractions yeah Uh, we
1: uh we decorated for halloween yes we're those people uh a couple weekends ago and we played the uh haunted mansion vinyl that we got from the disney music emporium for like two and a half hours straight
0: (laughs) right on it was awesome um, uh, i've been listening a lot to the uh, ghostly music box oh yeah and uh, for those that are not familiar with the ghostly music box it's the music that's at Disneyland Paris at at their version of Haunted Mansion uh, Phantom Manor but it's also the music that they use in the queue during Haunted Mansion holiday here in Anaheim Mm -hmm. Uh, you know what let me play it for a second which
1: do we have they done the holiday transition do you know if it's like in place I don't know if they're gonna do it I mean, it'd be interesting to go through a holiday season, like, without it, you know? Like, it hasn't happened in, what, 20 years or
0: something. It's... I haven't even thought about that. (laughs) I don't want to get sad right now, Gavin. Anyhow, this is the music to the cue. (sighs) Just close your eyes. (laughs) And you can smell... Smell that gingerbread. The gingerbread, mansion. yeah. You can <laughs> smell the the penny smell from the all the rails when it's all sweaty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ah I miss that so much. I can't even begin to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> man, Not the penny smell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just being in the parks. Just being in I the know, parks. <laughs> I know. I know. That's awesome. Alright, man.
1: Number two. Okay, back to me. So, um, yeah, this is hard because um, because of that first one and because um, my favorite land is in DCA. I'm going to go DCA again. Okay. And, uh, and I'm going to say, honestly, just grabbing a beer and sitting on the backside of Flows and looking at Radiator Springs Racers and the Cadillac Mountain Range and just soaking it in like that to me is like one of my absolute happy places and it's like a place that i feel every like i as as soon as i feel like i've absolutely memorized every detail about carsland and specifically that vista every time i sit down i discover some new little nuance that i never noticed before and That's i'm awesome. always impressed with how how fully designed that land is. It impresses me every time I see it. And just, just that just to sit there in the shade and hear those race cars go by and just see the Vista, man, that's, that's exactly what I do. I would do that for a, a whole afternoon, maybe a whole day. Where would you sit? Uh, so it, if you, if you're looking at the entrance of flows, uh-huh. if you go around to the left, Around the, the tables around the right side. yeah. The, okay, the yeah, patio yeah, that I faces know. the mountains, you know, <clears throat> you know <throat> in front of that road that leads you to Pacific. Yeah, Wharf.
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. That's exactly where I That's was imagining what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah. So
1: if you're looking out to the left, you can see uh, Ramones, Ramones, and right in front of you, you can see the um, the hood ornament butte thing. I yeah. forget what it's called now. Uh, yeah, and then the waterfall in the background. Got it. Okay.
0: I know exactly what you're <sighs> talking about. I like it's sitting so cool. there too, but on the inside where the air conditioning is behind that glass. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, there yeah. is there is a lot to be said about sitting outside, especially if you're there early enough. Where mm-hmm. I'm, you know, it's funny because I love being around a lot of vegetation, and so mm-hmm. I, when I was younger, I used to take trips up like to the mountains and stuff like that, and just sit there, find a stream and just Mm -hmm. sit there and listen to the stream, breathe the fresh air, be around the trees and stuff. And I, it wasn't something that I shared with a bunch of people, it was just like me time, right? It was just something that Mm -hmm. I used to do for Mm -hmm. myself. And I haven't had the opportunity to do that in a really long time. And there were certain like alcoves inside of Disneyland where I felt like that was still possible. Uh, depending on what day of the week it was and depending on what time of day it was obviously there was a little more foot traffic than other times but there was mm-hmm. still always these opportunities to find these places where you didn't hear many people you didn't hear a lot of footsteps uh, but you did hear the ambient sounds of where you were and for me especially if there was water running or something it was like an ex- an especially spe- it was a special place and a special Mm -hmm. opportunity for me to just kind of enjoy that um and that location that you're talking about especially sitting right outside of flows i feel is outside of the fact that you hear the (laughs) 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 you know every so often uh i think you can kind of enjoy it in just the same way you got a little bit of the music in the background you can kind of hear some Mm -hmm. of the other stuff going on uh, I don't think you can hear the waterfall from there. Um, I think it's too far.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I. I feel don't remember like I could ever hear hear it. hearing it. Yeah, I think it is too far back to hear the waterfall.
0: But the visual is stunning. Oh. There's no arguing that. There's yeah, no arguing that. So that's a great yeah. choice, man. Great choice. Uh, okay, cool. So my number two. Is uh, I gotta hop back in the mansion, man. Uh, I man, after, I'm surprised
1: that's not number one.
0: It's not. Uh, you'll you'll understand. Number one's why. gonna be a parade. Uh, it is a parade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. Shocker. Uh, number one. Uh, it, it's gonna sound weird for me to say this, but it's actually more special to me than the mansion. But, okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, we're on the mansion. Yeah, number two is gonna be the mansion
1: all right regardless of if it's the holiday version or the
0: regular version look man at this point beggars can't be choosers you gotta get what you can (laughs) take (laughs) plus look i don't hate the haunted mansion holiday overlay i want to make that clear okay i know people have come at me and they're like how could you hate it i don't i love it i i think it's a fantastic thing that they do i just don't like that they do it before halloween halloween should be spooky They should do the transition after Halloween. That's just me. Whatever.
1: No, I agree. And that's in keeping with the timeline of the movie. Right. Also, it's insane that they lock up the attraction that probably has the biggest fan following in any attraction for a third of the year Mm -hmm. between the run between the four months that it's running and then the week and a half or two weeks on either end to convert it. I mean, it's a huge chunk of the year. Like it's, it's astounding to me that, that, but maybe that's part of the genius. That's why they have the vault system with their movies, right? It it keeps everything a little bit limited and a little bit exclusive.
0: I mean, the vault doesn't really exist anymore, especially now that that's true, but it used to, yeah, yeah. Look,
1: but that's how they would make money hand over fist with every new edition of a movie that's been released 20 times.
0: Oh, yeah. I can't even tell you how many copies of Aladdin and The Lion King and Little Mermaid yeah. that I own. Yeah. I own like oh. seven copies of each one.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I'm that way with Nightmare Before Christmas. I think I bought every version for like 20 years. I, I think I have three I of had those. I had to stop.
0: Yeah, I think I have three of those. <laughs>
1: That's crazy, yeah, and I've got like four versions of the soundtrack, and <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know, you know which soundtrack
0: I really like for Nightmare. Uh, when they did the the one where they had all the different bands and artists recreate all yeah. the Tim Burton ones, what Nightmare yeah, Remastered yeah, yeah. or something like that?
1: Yeah, I think that was the. F- Fifteenth 15th 15th anniversary? anniversary, I think it was the fifteenth anniversary. anniversary. Yeah, where they had, the one where they had Marilyn Manson. Yeah, and yeah, and Fallout and, uh, Boy and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it was a good um, soundtrack.
0: I liked it. Yeah, that, no, that was really good. Um, but yeah, that's my beef with it. My only beef with it is the fact that they do it before Halloween, mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. actually goes back to a conversation we had a really long time ago, where I think that right where you load the Doom Buggies, if maybe a month before Halloween. You plant a prop that looks like the Halloween tree, and off to the distance, the Christmas tree you know, the ones with the doors that Jack goes in and mm-hmm. out of at the in, in the film. Like, if you kind of put the seeds that this is happening and you progressively change the mansion somehow, I mean, look, there's going to be a lot of coordinating, obviously, because you know, there's a lot that goes into that overlay. But if they mm-hmm. found a way to do it so that, like, Every night they added a little bit more, a little bit more until one – like you show up in three weeks and all of a sudden it's stacked out. That I think would be a better way to approach it. Forget about practicality, okay? (laughs) Forget about having to close it to do everything. Why be practical? Right. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. All right, man. What is your number one?
1: Well, it segues nicely. I'm just going around the corner, my friend. Uh, I want nothing more than to sail the seven seas with my pirate pals. And I would spend, I if I went by myself, I could imagine myself spending the entire first day back at Disneyland just riding Pirates of the Caribbean, stopping maybe at the Blue Bayou for dinner. Oh, uh, but, man. you know, like just making like a New Orleans day, like maybe do Cafe Orleans for lunch. Blue Bayou for dinner, and in between, just pirates, 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 pirates. All right, I might join you. (laughs) I
0: might join you.
1: (laughs) I just, I love that attraction. I never get tired of it. I I love. It's another thing where you can ride it a million times, and there's some detail that you've never seen before that you'll find. You know, and I just, I I think it's a beautiful uh, storytelling attraction that transports you and you feel like you've gone somewhere you've actually gone on a journey it's still to me doing it better than any other attraction i've ever been on
0: especially for the length and the detail yeah it's just so amazing. good man. i love it yeah, yeah i i gotta admit man i miss the smell of the bromine yeah dude. I, I can't even tell you how much i smell like i i smell it in my dreams <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wake up <laughs> honestly thinking to myself, I, I was just there. I was smelling it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how powerful those memories of that smell are. Like, I've been wanting yeah. to buy it online and just throw it in a bathtub or something <laughs> just so that I can smell it and be like, ah, uh, yeah, mm hmm, that's pirates right yep. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I dig it. That's awesome. Well, um, it, you know, I. I thought about what my number one would be and most people would have thought that haunted mansion would have been the number one thing that I would have wanted to do just like, like you said just a moment ago. But I think overall, one of the things that I've always loved to do at Disneyland is just sit down and people watch and soak in the ambient sounds and just the energy and the positivity that you feel around you when you're at Disneyland. Uh, It's, It's the reason and the feeling of why I think so many of us consider it our happy place or why Mm -hmm. we've considered it our happy place for so many years. And um, there's there's two places that I love to kind of stand or sit. And I've talked about one before, and that was... Uh, one of them is in front of the castle. It's just kind of off to the left-hand side of the castle, closest to the princess fair, the princess fantasy fair that they have going on. There's Mm -hmm. some, like, benches that are carved into the wall. And if I could buy a churro and just sit down and just eat and enjoy everything that's going on around me, uh, I would be so happy to just sit there for Mm -hmm. hours on end. And if I had my camera just taking pictures of, of people and... Uh, I, I always see people coming up and struggling to take photographs of themselves or with their families. And I usually, when I see that, since I have my gear with me, I always offer to take them a, uh, take a picture of them. And then mm-hmm. I ask them for their email and I just send it to them after. And it's kind of like their memory of the parks. And uh, I mean, obviously they have cast members to do that, but I enjoy doing it too. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but there's one other spot that I, I don't normally talk about. I don't know if you've seen this photo, but there's a uh, there's a photo of Walt from when Disneyland was first being built, um, and he's standing on the stairs of the train station, looking down Main Street, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a pretty popular photo of Walt, and yep. one of the things that I like to do when I'm by myself uh, is stand in that spot that Walt stood at, and kind of look down Main Street and think about what Walt was thinking about at the time and just looking down main street and just thinking about all his accomplishments. And I don't even know how to explain it. It's just a moment that I feel personally more connected to the park and I feel personally more connected to Walt. I mean, it sounds cliche, but you know, it makes me feel like if you work hard enough, your dreams will come true. Mm -hmm. And I just like (laughs) to stand there and I just kind of like to think like, yeah dude look at this you know what i mean i i don't know if i'm describing it well but that's no yeah that's one of the places that i've kind of kept to myself and it's not very secluded it's it's out in public but you know i just stand there and people think i'm weird because i'm just kind of looking down main street like tears in my eyes and everything ugly crying and stuff but um yeah (laughs) i I would either want to sit in front of the castle or stand there and just kind of look down main street obviously with a churro or with popcorn in my hand stuff in my Mm, face popcorn yeah yeah.
1: no I I love that idea and it's it's a spot that I actually uh go to quite a bit myself especially like in those first moments you enter the park like it's it's just awesome to just you know kind of curl around and go up those stairs and just give yourself a moment to just soak it all in and just it's uh Yeah, it's an incredible spot to be in because you feel I feel like on Main Street more than any other street or any other land. You feel that history and that presence of Walt and that kind of the magic of everything. It's like the beating heart of, you know, everything, I think. I mean, I guess the castle kind of is, but whatever. It's not an anatomy analogy, Uh, (laughs) but, but you know what I mean? So, yeah. That spot, and there's there's like a couple spots on Main Street where I, I kind of get similarly nostalgic. But, yeah, that, that's a great answer, man. I love it. Oh,
0: thanks. Well, that's, that's where we're <laughs> going to leave it. Uh, you know, we'd love for you to join the conversation and share where you would go or what you would do once you're able to safely attend the parks again. Uh, because, again, once the parks do open – we're all going to have different comfort levels as to when we feel we're going to be okay with going to the parks. And not everybody's mm-hmm. comfort level is going to be when it reopens. Um, and, you know, once you feel safe and you reattend the park, what's the first thing that you're going to want to do? And if you want to share three, please share three. Join the conversation mm-hmm. over on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. Just search for Podketeers and we'll share some of your answers in an upcoming episode.
1: And now I'm going to give my 100 honorable mentions.
0: <laughs> and there's only 97, dude. Okay, whatever. 100. Honestly, though, that, I
1: think I would have to throw uh, uh, an honorable mention of Rise of the Resistance because I still haven't been on it, and that would be a priority.
0: Uh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number
1: 96. <laughs> <laughs> Number 96 Ride is Space a mint chocolate chip ice cream cone.
0: No! <laughs> Stop with that. Stop with that. (laughs) No, just stop it already. (laughs) Whatever. Get a Dole Whip instead. I'll do that too. That's something we can both enjoy. Forget about your mint chocolate chip ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Dolips it in. All right, everybody. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Remember to share your thoughts on anything that we talked about in this episode on the blog post over at podcuteers.com slash 328. And that's going to wrap it up. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone
1: made you look